Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And right now, we got our guy John Dickinson on the phone to look forward to tonight's Warrior game in New York. who will have the post-game coverage for you tonight and tomorrow. J.D., I know you do it all. You'll be in here for Larry uh, Thursday and Friday with me. But uh, before we get to hoops, I mean, we got breaking news kind of all day with the Carlos Correa uh, the press are getting canceled. I know you think differently than I. Can you share with us your initial thoughts when you when you got that news? Yeah, I, I think, you know, look, this is the position first and foremost that I think that the Giants put themselves in when they when they come off as so desperate to just sign the biggest possible name free agent that they can. And so, you know, when anything doesn't 100% go smoothly or it, it sounds like maybe there's something that's popped up on a medical or they're waiting for a, a confirmation of something in terms of uh, his physical to get this thing you know completely completely finalized you know everybody wants to panic because let's be honest the only thing worse than the Giants getting turned down by Carlos Correa after they ended up getting played on Aaron Judge and, and now other free agents including Dansby Swanson have been signed the, the only thing worse then Correa saying, you know what, I want to go elsewhere, would be actually thinking you have Carlos Correa signed and then either him backing out of the deal because you don't like something on the medical or you getting uh, you know, cold feet because there's something that worries you on the medical and he winds up not being a giant. Like oh. that, that, that could be just a catastrophic scenario for the Giants and, and for Farhan Zaidi, but... All that being said, uh, I, I think we do need to let cooler heads prevail here, and it is a bit unusual when a press conference is announced and the the and everybody you know because Carlos Correa not officially signed, so his name wasn't officially in the in the release for the for the press conference, and it's like, well, why don't you just wait and get the job done? I think that the Giants guys were hoping that that it would be all finalized or would have been by this morning, and then it just wasn't. So then mm. things get delayed, and I know there's you know the report about. You know, waiting for test results. There's also a, a 
part of that that said something got flagged. So uh, we wait and see. Uh, but uh, would anything surprise you guys at this point if, if this thing somehow got botched or, or, or didn't happen? I, I think it probably will end up okay. But, but would it really surprise you <laughs> if it didn't at this point? Well, and now they've kind of alerted everybody to be on the lookout for this. I didn't realize Carlos Correa has been on the injured list, J.D., seven times during his eight-year career. He's never... He's never played, or he's played at least 150 games in a season only one time because of various injuries. Now, I don't know that he's ever had anything major, but do you, th- I mean, I, would you rather, I guess, would you rather be in the position of, uh, you know, looking bad because you called off a press conference, or would you rather be in the position of paying a guy and maybe getting bad news like, hey, he might not be able to play until June or something like that because of some off-season procedure that he now may need to have? Yeah, it's, it's better to be cautious. It is. It's it's better. And, and that was sort of my point on the, ori- the original release of, hey, we're going to have a press conference tomorrow at 11, and it's Giants executives. And look, everybody knew it was for Correa, but Correa, again, his name was not mentioned in that release. And so to me, it's you know what, why don't you cross all the T's and dot all the I's and make sure all the medicals are in. And, and you, we've all known for a week that, that this thing has been verbally agreed to, although nothing official until pen put to paper and, and the medicals are all uh, gone through and, and agreed upon. Like My frustration, if anything, is just give it a breath like there's no press like you could have the press conference larry on february 10th if you really wanted to you know right before spring training and and you know know that everything's good to go then now obviously people be there there was no i i feel pressure to just to get it out there and have it today uh i I guess you know what what would have been next week or a few more days to make sure everything was was 100 percent correct and that being said this all could wind up being much ado about nothing maybe there's a little tweak in some of the language maybe maybe there's a couple mill moved around here or there you know maybe it, it you know that's the kind of thing we're talking about uh but yeah i'm with you i mean it's it's smarter to just wait and see and make sure everything's right than it is to rush into saying that something's official because again the giants goo of put themselves in this position where they they're desperate right like it it feels no like doubt. a major loss if anything goes wrong but again that's that that's what the, the giants have asked for this so if it ends up kind of blowing up in their face then that's on them in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and uh, now I'm going to get to my Warrior question, J.D., because I know you got the post game tonight. I listened to you and Whitey on Saturdays. You do a great job. And I was just telling Larry, I'm no doctor, and I know you two aren't either, but when something pops up on like a scan or a physical, you, you know what I mean? To me, I, like it's it's not just nothing, and I hope I'm wrong, but, man, I was telling Larry, and, and Stani was coming at me about, you know, they're in it for the wrong reasons, but still that's part of business. And if you're telling me now, J.D., you announced to the to the fan base that you got this player who's going to be your best player. Now he's not coming. I mean, there's just no win in that. But I wouldn't fault the Giants. But you are right. They're desperate. They're desperate for a star personality. And, man, I'm just waiting. And I don't, I'm going to ask you real quick here. Do you think we find out the public what's going on by the end of tonight or tomorrow? Or how long does this thing drag? 
Yeah, I would. I would imagine at some point in the next twenty four hours. I mean, I, I think it could happen even you know, as soon as while we're talking here, or or maybe it. it I mean, I. It wouldn't surprise me if whatever the issue was got cleared up, and all of a sudden maybe they're trying to put together that press conference again tomorrow, or they're going to try mm-hmm. to put that press conference together on on Thursday, one one way or the other. Uh, I, I do think we'll know uh, in the next day or so what what the issue is, or or, or what maybe put this thing on hold or what need required more testing or or what ultimately calls it off if that if that winds up happening i i think those things tend to move quickly or, or maybe a, a grander renegotiation need to be done but no i i think we'd have answers at, at least by the end of tomorrow i would i would imagine it is interesting though because i mean it's the fourth largest guarantee in the history of baseball behind trout Betts, and aaron judge um so it's a huge huge amount of money it's a uh, you know unprecedented that the giants have ever spent this amount of money um so and also interestingly there's a, it was a you know there was a no opt-outs in this deal maybe the giants after looking at the medicals went to boris and said hey we'd like a three-year opt-out club opt-out um because we're concerned about the long-term uh, you know ramifications of what the the medicals are telling us and maybe that could be a deal breaker you know who knows or maybe that maybe that's something that they're in negotiations uh, with boris on so you, know, you just don't know there's any number of things but it's almost impossible for us to speculate a timeline on this because there really is no as jd kind of pointed out no urgency right spring training doesn't start till the middle of february the season doesn't start till the end of march well, what about the fan base and they're all excited and they're buying tickets or do we buy tickets but now that's, that's on hold yeah i mean that that is a factor goo but i mean would that make you enter into a 350 million dollar arrangement that you were a little mm-hmm. worried about I, you know, I know they want. You're right, though. They want to sell tickets and they want to sell them right now, and they want the dialogue at the holidays at the table to be a positive one about the Giants. Not, oh man, woe is them, and they lost on Judge and this Correa thing. You know, they want it to be a positive story. No doubt, and I think it. You know, what the Giants don't want is to have this become something where Boris, you know, they go to Boris and Boris, you know, and and, and Boris says, "Well, the the deal's off then," or if, if this is the way that we're, you know, going to do it, or, or I've got, uh, you know, another team like the Mets that that is is waiting. If this thing's not going to be official, hey, you know, he'll go take this or that from from another team. So you don't want it to. You don't want to see it get to that point where it where it gets ugly. But but I do think there could be some kind of you know potential renegotiation. Negotiation, uh, uh, you know, in play if the medical concern was was significant enough, but but yeah, as far as the the timeline pressure, I mean, the, the Giants just need to make sure that he's playing for them on on opening day when when they go at it at, at, at Yankee Stadium. That's ultimately the most important right. thing. And if he's not for any reason, I, I think there's going to be a view uh, aside from maybe you know there being an injury that would keep him out at the beginning of of next season, which I, I guess we shouldn't assume that that's not in play at this point but but other than you know there's hard to find a scenario where the giants aren't viewed in this as bungling it almost almost regardless of what happens other than hey nothing to see here deals now agreed to yeah you should see the text for some more tests everything's good yeah they're already they're coming and then the youtubers and everything they're upset but maybe like you said there's nothing to be upset about but if it gets to that he's not going to be a giant uh, the bungle, the, the, that's the, not Cincinnati Bengal, but bungle, that would be the word, Jay. Jay, let me ask you a quick, uh, not even quick, let, let's just talk about the Warriors. They're in New York. You got the postgame tonight. They're the 11th seed, 
They're three and fourteen on the road, but Jay, I can look at the standings and say, you know what? They're only five games out of the number one seed. But tonight in the Mecca, there'll be no Dante, no Green, no Wiggins, no Curry. What are you made of the Warriors and the follow-up from Jordan Poole? Because I got to be honest, forty-three in Toronto Sunday, I didn't see it coming. I'm kind of seeing if he's slowing down and and if the lights kind of click. What are you expecting tonight from the Dubs in New York? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to expect. It is going to be tough without Dante DiVincenzo. He's been playing really well, moving the ball and and defending and and putting pressure on the ball. Like he's he's proved himself to be, I think, pretty valuable. You know, in the time that he came back after missing, uh, when he played the first, I think, two and a half games, and then he got injured in the third game. He missed uh, really the entire three and seven start uh, up until that that third game and through through the tenth game and, and beyond. And, and he's really helped, uh, I think, in a lot of ways. And, and he was brought in to be a bridge uh, to, I, I think, the the championship core veteran players and and the young players that are, are trying to still find their way and, and earn rotation minutes so uh, I think not having him is is big you know Jamichael Green has been down I think to this point uh, disappointment but did play well in Toronto so you're kind of you know the inability to, to get any semblance of momentum like you know you're not going to have Curry for a stretch of time but then you didn't also have Draymond on on Friday going back to Philadelphia, and and now you don't know when Wiggins is coming back. And then you think you're getting healthier because Clay Thompson's able to play through it, and Draymond goes in Toronto. And I think Draymond being you know saying, "Damn it, I'm playing in Toronto and playing and coming out and hitting threes and and setting a tone." I think that's something that's really valuable. Like, but now you're down a couple other guys, and I think we already know tomorrow that Clay Thompson's not going to play second of a back to back. So the constant ins and outs stunting the ability for this team even without Steph to get some semblance of momentum I think that's the biggest concern because it it has felt over these last two and a half games like the Warriors are, are you know figuring out a way that they have to play. And part of that is Jordan Poole being the lead dog and being the number one offensive option and, and playing the Steph Curry role within the Warriors' offense, which I think is you know a big part of the reason why the Warriors paid him the way that they did. It was, yes, they wanted him to be a dominant sixth man, but it was also there are going to be a number of games where Steph can't play. He's not an 82-game player anymore and probably won't be for the remainder of his career. And you know Clay Thompson, for all intents and purposes, is not playing the second of back-to-back. So those are penciled-in starts, whether it's 15 to 25 starts a year for Jordan Poole, where I think the Warriors believe that that he can be a 25 to 30-point-a-game scorer, and you pay him because you think if you have everybody else along with you know him, maybe except Curry or Klay Thompson on those given nights, you can be competitive and still have chances to win. And And I think... The way that he played in Toronto is the perfect example of that. Look, this team's not, you know, can they be a 500 team in those? Maybe not, but they they shouldn't be a team that can't beat anybody. And so I think that's that's where they're trying to find this middle ground here over the next couple of weeks. But Poole's going to have opportunities to go out and get 30 a night and and be a big-time scorer. And I think, I think, 
Toronto was just the, the beginning of that, guys. You know, they don't beat anybody on the road. It's a weird thing. I mean, they're 3-14 and 14 on the road straight up. They're only 4-13 and 13 against the number on the road. So they're, they're really bad on the road. I, I don't know what you think of uh, John Hollinger. I always liked John Hollinger. I always thought he was really smart. Last year, he wrote a piece saying the Warriors are going to win 39 games. You know, so uh, obviously they, they won a lot more than that. But he's saying, he's writing an article today saying that, that Steph's shoulder injury should motivate Bob Myers in the, in the Warrior front office to, to make a deal at the trade deadline and throws out Wiseman and Kuminga. What do you think? I mean, how does the Steph injury impact what Golden State may or may not try to get done at the trade deadline? See, I, I tend to look at it the opposite of the way Hollinger did. Like, to me, it, it, rather than make a move to try and save it or, or make a move to try and you know, fortify this team without Steph, to me, the Warriors would be more inclined to see how good they can be without him and see if they can be good enough to stay close enough to, to the race to where then you go out and do something. Like I, I don't think they view it as, oh, God, we got to go do something because we don't have Steph. I think they view it as, hey, by the time Steph comes back, if we don't play well enough without him, then we're going to be out of it. And then at that point, maybe you're looking to to, to shed maybe some, some veteran-type players as opposed to, to, to adding to the list. So I, I think you know that's probably what you won't see the Warriors do do is is something kind of out of desperation to salvage being a a 500 team i think they would lean more in line with with the player development component to this thing than than that uh now if if steph comes back and they're about 500 maybe a little under but they still feel like they're within four or five games of of having a shot at say the six seed still then then i think it does become a a lot more interesting as far as what they decide to do and what they look to, to move somebody because at that point i think they could convince themselves that they're as good as anybody when they're healthy and can make a run and the West is really wide open and and nobody's going to want to face them in a playoff, but I still think they may be one rotation player short. Somebody, you know, whether it's a wing uh, that you know, can step in and, and maybe play a little more consistently than than Kaminga to, to spell Wiggins, you know, a 3-4 type of, of a guy. If you could find that, that veteran player that you know you could trust for 20 minutes a night every night, I'd be looking at maybe making a move there, but I, I just don't see the Warriors doing that unless they play well enough without Steph to where they where they think it's it's worth it. It's Larry and Guru on 95.7 The Game. We're joined by John Dickinson, who have post-game coverage tonight of the Knicks and Golden State Warriors. J.D., I want to talk Clay Thompson, because Stani and I go back and forth about where he's going, what's he going to be, and where he'll end up. And we all know, hey, he may never be, nobody is what they used to be. But the goal for me, for Clay, is how close can he be to, you know, his prime. And right now, he's shooting 38% from three on the season, 39% from the field but I noticed this the other day and I want to run it by you and it was the Sixer game I've never seen him take more one-legged shots off-balance type of shots and before injury that Clay Thompson was picture-perfect form off two feet jumper ha he's still hitting them but they're the balance is not there what do you make of that yeah, no, it's not there as as consistently. I think some of that's injury. I, I think some of that is is just you know frustration maybe and, and and lack of lack of focus. But I think a lot of it is just the inability physically to consistently repeat. You know, it's like a pitcher repeating their delivery. Like if if you have physical issues with it, 
you know, then you can't repeat it, and then you get wild, or, or you, you know, you get wild in the strike zone, and, and and you get you get hit around a little bit. I think, I think as Clay gets older, it's just he's less apt to be able to to repeat that motion uh, to the extent that we're used to. I also think he he tends to to get a little, you know, put a little too much pressure on himself to have to do more. I think that was in play in that Philadelphia game. It was that first full mm. game without Steph, and it just it it feels like he's chasing it at times a, a little bit too much. I thought he played a more relaxed game in Toronto. I give him credit for getting out there and playing. That's the one thing. I mean, they, they need, if the Warriors are going to survive this stretch without Steph, they need him on the floor. And that's the one thing I will give him above everything else is he wants to be out on the floor, good, bad, or indifferent, and probably wants to even be playing in, in, in these back-to-backs that he hasn't been able to play in. They need the championship core players guys to to set a tone for the rest that this season isn't going to get away from them Mm. that this that they they are going to be a 500 team or around that by the time Steph comes back and that there isn't going to be any hey this thing's over you know time to start tanking like to me Draymond sets that tone by being on the floor like he was in Toronto Clay sets that tone by saying, hey, I got a little knee soreness coming off the injuries, but I'm still going to push through and I'm going to play at least in all of the games that aren't back-to-backs. And, and and I thought it was just a much calmer clay in, in Toronto. That's the clay that they need. The, the clay that's comfortable taking his 6-for-12 and not necessarily chasing it into a 4-for-17 or 18. J.D., I mean, I think we all want the same thing. We want to see the Warriors uh, develop their young guys, but we also want to see them win another title with this group. Let's just say the bottom line, because, I mean, we, we know that this is probably the case. The bottom line is their goal this year is to win a title, and I think they can win it. I, I really do. I don't. See, I, I don't see any team out of the West that that can beat them in a series. Um, that that in my mind would beat them in a series. There's many that could, but I don't think there's many that would. But what's more important to winning a title this season? Is it developing their 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 three second year players, or is it piling up regular season wins? Is it more important that they get? Would you rather be a two seed or a four seed? And Kuminga, Wiseman, Moody not in the rotation. Would you rather be like a six seed, but those guys are in the rotation and are developing? I'd, I'd rather have the higher seed, and, and I think right now the, the the regular season wins are are more important. Because if if this thing, especially with you know down without Curry, uh, and I think if if anything, that's the miscalculation that the Warriors had coming into this year. I think they thought they could play the young players enough to develop them at a greater rate than they have to this point, and that they'd still be able to win, and that they'd still be able to be a top four seed or, or near the top. And I think very early they realized this is going to be a lot more difficult to do, to, to, to do both. And I think that's where we've seen Steve Kerr pull back on the playing time for a lot of the young players. Wiseman all of a sudden's in the G League. Moody's all of a sudden not playing. Kaminga's out of the rotation, then he's in, then he's out, then he's back in, then he's out again, he's back in. Like, it just, it, so it, it I, I think they've realized early on that they were in a little bit of a danger zone, even in a wide open West, and it is wide open, to me, it's wide open, which gives you an opportunity not to play around with it, but to to get into the top four. And if you get into the top four, 
I almost feel like like you were saying, Larry, like the, the Warriors become the favorite at that point if they're in the top four. So to me, it's about working to get in that position because at the end of the day, Steve Kerr's going to go away from the young players if he doesn't fully trust them in the playoffs anyway. So to me, it's more about finding the, the winning rotation with the veteran players as much as you can because that's that's how they've been able to win a lot here really with the exception of Kaminga lately it's been Steve Kerr going away from the young players that led to the the stretch after they were three and seven so I I, I lean wins over development but you can't completely let go of the development uh, uh you know along those lines JD, we know you're busy. We'll be listening to you after the game. JD will be on 95.7 The Game doing the post game, and hopefully it'll be a Warrior win. And then we'll also see you in here Thursday and Friday, my man. Thanks for the time. Yep, looking forward to it, guys. All right. Thanks, JD. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.